0: And welcome back. As always, I'm Jack, and this is A World Without Poetry. Our final guest for this podcast... Well, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Sure. I am Mrs. Lacey Hopkins. I am a Spanish teacher at Maysville High School, and I teach. That's essentially what I do. I also am a member of an organization called Delta Kappa Gamma. It is a philanthropic women's education association. We do... um, Community service throughout the Muskingum County for children and helping them get ready for school and things like that. Provide scholarships for student teachers. Um, so, education it, is what I am passionate about.
0: Good. I see. Oh. Or to be, I, I don't want to be biased, but I will say one of the most upfront we've had in a while, so that's good.
1: Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it's just, oh, well, with the earlier, you know, like, they stay the last person said their name. I had to get them, I had to force it out of their mouths what to say what their career was. <laughs>
1: to be up front with your audience, you did provide me some questions ahead yes. of time that said, not just your name, but who you are. <laughs> so, I mean, I figured I should elaborate. Yes, yes. Thank <laughs> you. But, because I read the question.
0: Okay, my bad.
1: <laughs> You're good. Um,
0: but... Speaking of, since with your profession Spanish-Asia, I also know that you studied some other languages as well.
1: I studied um, in college, I had to take French as well, since Mm -hmm. I was a Spanish major. I graduated with a degree in Spanish, and one of the requirements at my university was that you had to take a second foreign language, even though you were already a language major. So when I was in college, I had the opportunity to study French for a little while. because I'd spent so many years learning Spanish, I was already a good language student, so I picked up on it pretty quickly. I wouldn't say that I studied it as in depth as Spanish, like linguistically, and culturally, it's not as strong, but I can still communicate some in French, which I appreciate, I really like that I can do that, but um, I haven't really studied other languages. I'm fond of them, I find them interesting. I can understand some Italian, understand a little bit of Portuguese, just because they're so similar to Spanish, right.
0: Speaking of what first got you interested in linguistics?
1: I wouldn't say I'm necessarily interested in linguistics. I like, when I was in high school, Spanish was my favorite subject. Mm -hmm. So that's just something that I became more and more interested in, and I was good at it. And I liked that. So I decided I'm gonna be a Spanish teacher, went to college and I was much more drawn to the literature classes and the history classes and things like that, an actual linguistics class might be one of the most boring things I have ever had in my entire life Hi. because linguistics is the study of how the sounds are created. Mm-hmm within the language so the long a versus the short a in english when you're a little kid that's a long vowel sound versus a short vowel sound yeah bored me to tears gotcha however being able to learn about um, literature from the middle ages in spanish and the evolution of literature in spain and latin america post like the con- um, conquest of the, the Spaniards coming over to South America and the evolution of that language and that um, literature and the history there. That was much more interesting to me than an A makes the ah <laughs> eh sound, which just is not interesting to me at all.
0: Understandable. <laughs> just sitting there going through the books. This is an a this is a, this is an R.
1: <laughs> There was something called the schwa Oh. in Spanish. I'm not sure I remember correctly what it was, but it was this schwa. And my professor kept saying, the schwa, the schwa. Like, I don't care. But okay. I mean, if that's the only thing I remember about linguistics, I can say that it's not my passion. Gotcha. Oh. Teaching the language, like how to use it and how to communicate and the culture that goes with it. That's where my passion lies. Gotcha. Much more than the study of
0: this is why the vowel is the way it is.
1: Yes. Yes, it's very boring to me. Personally, there are other people who love it. Yeah. Oh my god. Not me.
0: I I will just a sidetrack for just a bit. <laughs> there, which happens all the time before, but we're gonna I'm just gonna try and condense it. <laughs> um this one cousin I had, she's in her late twenties, right not late, like mid-ish. we'll we'll be we'll be generous.
1: You have a cousin a who's older t- than you. Yes. We're good.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> gone through college, and she would be so glad to talk about, oh, the one class I loved so much was phonetics. I'm just like, how?
1: How? No. It's just not, it's not my thing. It, I was always good at science, Mm -hmm. but it was never what really interested me as much as other things, and to me, the linguistics gets into the math and science of it. Oh, God. Where even though it's a little bit interesting, and I would be good at it, it's not what draws me to the language.
0: It'd be article worthy, like, "Oh, I found this." It'd be something an interesting read, not, "I'm going to devote my life to
1: this." Right. So there's this interesting um, movement in language right now, especially in Spanish, for the la- for the gender non-binary population, where they'll say, um, and it's similar in French. They have the masculine and feminine yes. words. And so there's this up and coming movement of non gender words. So instead of saying todos for masculine and todas for ma- feminine, they'd say todos to be both or gotcha. neither. So, it's a really interesting movement in the Latinx community. It's not Latino or Latina, it's Latinx. Yeah. So there's a really interesting evolution and movement happening in the language now too, which is really interesting to me, and it's a cultural thing, and that's, sure, that's about the language and the way the word is formed, but that's not where I'm gonna get, drive toward yeah. as a teacher, so, I and as a you. person.
0: Mm-hmm. And. Uh... Just to go back, you mentioned earlier about reading uh, Spanish literature from medieval ages, things like that. Was there any of that which was poetry?
1: A little bit. Um, José Martí, a little bit. He was a Cuban poet, helped with it. It was really interesting. Um, Federico García Lorca is one of my favorites. He's a a poet, author, playwright. Well, was. He was killed under the Franco regime in Spain. Um... So some of that stuff, again, poetry is interesting, and it still has you know the symbolism, and I was able to learn more about that, and I appreciated it. It was, it was interesting seeing it from a different perspective. But a lot of our English poetry that we're used to, you have to know, as an English speaker, more of the nuances of how English works and the cadence of English. So it wasn't until I was in my very upper years as a university student where I had the opportunity to truly understand more about the culture and the cadence and the language behind poetry. Because symbolism's hard. Oh God, yes. Symbolism is difficult when you don't know the language. It's nearly impossible. So as I got better with my language skills, I was able to become better with understanding literature and understanding poetry.
0: This may seem like a bit of a simple question, but <laughs> um, just for listeners at home, what would be some, I guess, basic symbols in like the Spanish language?
1: So just some of the symbol f- similar things with English, uh, nationalism, mm-hmm. nature, um, love, uh, personal growth, And sometimes there are just those poems that have no theme. The ones that the author wrote that didn't really have a meaning. (laughs) You always find those. You do.
0: And sometimes, not always, but sometimes they'll be the best in the bunch.
1: (laughs) Right, so there are a lot of parallels between poetry in every language and the themes, because nature is a part of us. Love is a part of us. Friendship, um, that turmoil that one when you have a broken heart or when you're trying to fall in love or there's something happening in your country that you just need to speak out against, which could be dangerous for you. But there's this fight and that always happens and no matter what culture you are familiar with, which I find interesting, um, the difficulty lies in how well do you know the language in order to feel that symbolism and that theme.
0: So that, like, the less you know, that it's putting a wall between you and what is there. Right,
1: and you can even think about um, Shakespeare. How many, it's written in English.
0: But Old English, that even. In
1: Old English, but even then, the nuances of the subtleties that Shakespeare, the symbolism that he was trying to do, the more you study it, the next time you read it, you know it better. The more plays, the more sonnets that you read of his, you understand more and more of it, and that's just the same with language.
0: Yeah, there was a. Uh, I my brain just exited the room. I'm back. Okay.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Okay, but there was an art. I was. Well, there was just a bit of a study with Shakespeare that it was saying that whether they were non-native English speakers or. They spoke English from the moment they were born. There was no real difference in how well they actually understood it. Everyone understood Shakespeare at roughly the exact same level. <laughs> well, that's
1: interesting.
0: That's how he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would. So we're getting a bit off topic, which isn't exactly a bad thing. I. It happens all the time. But um, we talked about a bit before about this off off-recording about this world without poetry.
1: Correct.
0: And with this world, could you, um... I know that the main reason I brought you in is for language, Mm -hmm. but I suppose another reason why I also asked you here today was oftentimes when you think of it, if you come from the United States or Great Britain, you think of how it would be in your own country. You think of, oh... It'd be different there or there, but you don't really think of it as a broad spectrum. You don't really think of how it would affect the whole world. How
1: poetry would affect the whole world.
0: Well, that's even another thing we talked about it in previous episodes, and I'm—I might have—I might have said something in here. I'm not sure, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but what we've kind of established as this um, current hypothesis, which I guess that works, we'll just throw out now because we're building it now. This data is that without it, one, is that poetry is a way to express yourself, a way to even write down a memory to record it. And without such a simple way, even though it may not seem as simple when you go into the higher up levels of poetry, anyone can write a poem. And because of that, you can easily record memories. And so because of that, we've gone to the fact that these people would be more forgettable, they will not hold onto memories longer. As well as the fact they'll be less emotional, they'll have better emotional control, and so they discard. I think
1: they disagree. Why is that? I do. I don't. I think your hypothesis, you're proposing this hypothetical world without poetry. Yes. But you're not proposing a hypo- hypothetical world without prose. And literature still exists.
0: Yes, and and diaries
1: and. Memoirs. So I think, I mean, if what I'm picturing in your world without poetry is Wadsworth never really writing down poems. I don't even know.
0: We'll be back for just a moment. There's We Were Saved by the Bell. Wasn't this fun? If you can't tell, I'm a bit flustered, I believe is the best word for my current situation. To give you a little rundown of where I am, I suppose we should start with the actual app that I use. I use Anchor. Don't get me wrong, this isn't my review or rating of the app I use to record a podcast. This is me just simply telling a story. Because, if you haven't realized already, I painted around it, I might have even said it in the past conversations, past interviews. I am terrible with technology. So, my dumb self, after the interview with Mrs. Hopkins, It had to be split into two parts. The first part was saved before the ringing of the bell. The second half, however, was not saved because I hit the wrong button. And by the time I realized that it was gone, I'd already left. it's okay, because my memory is like a steel trap. Even though every now and then, like that trap, there are air holes. So, here is a summary of what just happened. Well, I suppose not just what just happened, since I'm recording this much later, I need to find a quiet place again. But I can tell you how that air... Now, it was hinted at, with the recording that you heard, that she didn't quite agree with me. And that basically was the next 40 minutes that I had recorded. We had gone back and forth over every single topic. Because in her mind, poetry wasn't a big deal. And I tried in vain for her to see it in my way to say, I interviewed numerous people, many people who spent their lives working with poetry, and they know for a fact, the world that we know would not exist without poetry. But she said no, because she thinks that even though poetry wouldn't exist, other forms of fiction would still. Other forms of literature. Memoirs. Romance novels. They would still exist. Ah. It was only through going back and forth, back and forth, arose a couple things. One, I might have found someone as equally stubborn as me, as well as equally dramatic. To give you a little bit of idea, even though I speak, as I do on this podcast, I just left from a room where my teacher, this is still full, I was simply trying to be humorous, and I said... I wish you would adopt me. And she said, that's too far. That's crossing the line. Even though the people before them were expouting their love. Such and so forth. I don't see where the barrier is. I understand there's different forms of love, but... I'm just a man of my opinion. Nothing more, nothing less. And according to society... My opinion is viewed as less important than that of an adult, because my brain is not fully functioning. It is not fully developed to comprehend and understand fully-fledged thoughts. While I could disagree with that, it's still my opinion, and therefore it means less. But that's not what I'm here to talk with you about. Just to wrap up, I did realize a second thing about it. I have realized something. A flaw in my system. And it's rare for me to say it, but I believe I may have been wrong about some things. I don't enjoy saying that sentence, so take it with pride, Mrs. Hawkins. I said it. What I've realized the people I've interviewed. We've all shared a certain... Amity amongst each other. A certain friendliness. And while I'm not saying that the conversation between me and Mrs. Hopkins was courteous and polite, And while of course there was the occasional laughter. She was a stranger. I would love to say that we hit it off right away. That we knew exactly who we were talking to. It is the bane of conversation that I hate so much. I love the art of it. If there was such a occupation, an occupation, my apologies for my grammar mistake, if there was an occupation, a career out there, where all I had to do was just talk. Except for politician, I won't go down that route. I'm not that kind of guy. I would take it in a heartbeat. one of the problems that has slowly developed in our society is that we don't know how to communicate with people. Friends, family, strangers, acquaintances, lovers. Young, old. The list goes on and on. I could sit here and rattle off groups dividing us into separate categories that we have placed ourselves into. Feel like we belong somewhere. But we all belong underneath the same umbrella. Human. And that is why I believe I've interviewed people who I knew because I knew the conversation would be so much better. It would be super superfluous. I can't talk superfluous superfluous there we go in a sense i'm still extracting information it's just my personal gain i suppose there is a certain difficulty i have of extending myself to others I suppose we all see ourselves as the main character in our own play. That when we die, it is the end. I know this grew morbid, but I'm gonna get back on track eventually. But you can't talk about poetry without talking about philosophy. We all think the story is about ourselves, it begins when we're born, and it ends when we die. But the end is only the end, if you think the story is about you. What happens if after you die, a war breaks out? Is that not part of the story? It's the story of you. But what about the story of us? We focus on ourselves so much it's so very hard to find those who just want to care. There are those that do care, those that empathize, and those who sympathize. And they care because they know the pain. They have experienced it, or they know of people who have experienced it. We live in a terrible, terrible society. We are people that take things for granted. Here's a great thought for any of you. Some of you have maybe even thought of this yourself. In America, we have an obesity problem. Yet in other countries, there is world hunger. I'm not going to sit here and act like I could name a specific one. That's how bad it is. We focus so much on ourselves, and even when I say ourselves, I mean our own country. Why I'd like to think that there's someone out there from Great Britain listening to this, I know that's not true. I know, because this question, this project that I'm working on, they probably already have the answer to that. Just because Great Britain I mean, the sun never sits on their empire. They've seen it all. Sure, they've seen it behind red coats and rifles. But they've seen it. And they left it. We as Americans are so focused on how we view ourselves, and how others view ourselves, Is the American dream. I want something better than my neighbor has. It is why we have developed such thoughts that we're never good enough. It's why we think nothing is good enough. Why as soon as we get one phone, the next new or better model is already out. And suddenly, ours is less in quality. Everything is affected by this. And thankfully, one of the very few things that isn't... is poetry. Because artists, including musicians and actors, they still experience this phenomenon. They experience the fact that I'm not good enough because Patti Lapone acts better than me. That Neil Patrick Harris dances better that Picasso had a better life story for his work that Clara Schumann despite being a lesser known work I would recommend you look her up she's a wonderful musician that even though her name is not as well echoed among the founding of the founding fathers of music still rings music is still known and is that still good enough and while I know that there are some poets out there who have the same experience of believing there is is not good enough if you really think about it if you think of it from an external source writing itself is putting yourself into writing even if it 's nonfiction, you find a way to sneak it in, as you 've come to realize on this podcast. I sometimes use fancy words because I feel as though I must speak more when I was younger. I had a terrible problem i wouldn't speak for weeks upon weeks, and the only time I'd ever actually opened my mouth was when I felt like it. Now I do speak because I enjoy it, but back then I felt no reason for it. I'd go months without uttering a single word. My parents would say I love you, and I'd pat them on the cheek. My sister would cry, and I'd hold her shoulder close to mine. There would not be a day that would go by when I was younger, where I wouldn't ponder... Maybe I should speak. And there was no reason why I couldn't. There was no reason why I didn't speak. If there was, I didn't know it. The only possible explanation I could ever think of was, well, I suppose we've already sidetracked enough, haven't we? I'll leave that for the next episode where we finally conclude this entire project, where we say what this world is really like. Because now we've got the data. it is time for the conclusion. I'm still debating over whether I will do it as in a day in the life of someone in this world or not. That does remind me. I've almost entirely forgotten about one important detail. I still haven't told you what I actually figured out from my conversation with Mrs. Hopkins. Aside from the fact that she's as stubborn as me and the fact that we both hate to be wrong, I must admit to her that she was right. We both walk in two very different walks of life. And it was nearly impossible for us to see eye to eye. We still couldn't in the final moments. She thought our world would be the exact same, with or without poetry. Some of you might have questioned exactly why I chose to interview her for this topic since she's just a foreign language teacher. But for those who teach, and for those who have actually taken a foreign language class, you would know. You can't learn a language without learning the culture. And not only does she know of Spanish, which she even spoke a bit about, Portuguese, French, she went on and on. But she was being modest. does she know that she didn't show to the world that she doesn't wish to show to the world and while I am not her and she is not me I simply can't understand this lack for wanting to scream it is good that I interviewed her though It was refreshing to have someone argue with me. Every other person either didn't take it seriously enough or they were nervous. There was one that was really quite good because we went back and forth, back and forth, but we sidetracked so often. And even though I sidetracked with her, she really didn't want to. She seemed to know how to better manage my podcast than I do myself. And it troubled me. I suppose that's why this sudden outburst of philosophy came from. It's very rare for me to find someone who can best me. I'm not trying to be prideful. I'm really not. Because there are still people who correct me. I know when I am wrong. But that doesn't affect me is the person who goes and finds that right cord, that heart string. I'm not saying I'm in love with her God now. I'm simply saying she found a way to take me off my high horse. I suppose would be a good way to phrase it. Apologies. I'm not sure if you can hear it, but the only quiet place I could find was in a storage room in a library. Next to me, there is the clumping of feet, and to my left, well, I'm honestly not quite sure. I think they're playing a game. Children. In a library, playing a game. How rude. (sighs) I do believe I've summed it up. We tried to go to other topics as well, besides poetry, music, everything else. And she kept on saying, I don't see how it would be different. I do respect her opinion. I really do. I do believe, to a certain extent, she might even be right, that me choosing this project was all in vain. Because I can't look past my own personal self-interest to really see how the whole world would be affected. I go to class almost every single day. And I know that my peers do not appreciate poetry the way I do. They don't appreciate the works of the Iliad. Odyssey. This goes on and on. My point is... Don't. Don't give up. No, that's the wrong word. Sorry, my brain is just fried right now. I just came back from a trip, honestly. Although I'm sure a majority of you already know that. Why keep this rate up any longer? If this podcast is found by someone outside of my high school, well, kudos to them. But I suppose I should try and put up, put down the charade. Those of you that already know this, this is for a school project, nothing more. If it weren't for having to do a project, I would probably still have done a podcast. One way or another. It would have been fictional. A drama theater, an audio form. Perhaps like that, like Welcome to Nightvale. Great one, I might suggest. That entire company that makes it, they make lovely ones. Welcome to Nightvale, Alice Isn't Dead. And of course, my favorite one the orbiting human circus of the air. It's a medium that is so perfect for storytelling, which I think I'll be trying out in our next episode. As always, I'm Jack. And good night.